0: Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Fluid Show. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. We are on episode one hundred of this podcast about loving, living. And learning languages and we're loving living and learning languages live if that's not an alliteration wow hello and welcome to all of you who are listening to us live at the moment everybody in the chat room oh my god i can't even follow i can't even keep up with you guys already i have got some amazing guests lined up for you and of course as we should for episode 100 of the fluent show i got co-host with me hello co-host how you doing Yay! Hello. Hello, Lindsay Williams. From where are you at in the world?
1: Milton Keynes, England,
0: oh. United yeah, Kingdom,
1: Europe, the world.
0: The world. It's so weird that you're not moving around anymore, and I don't get this like long story about where you are at.
1: Yeah, it's not as it's not as exciting when you ask me where I am now.
0: Same place. It is. Too. I like it though. I like it. <laughs> Excellent. To be back. Excellent. How's um. Our first guest, because you're on the line already.
2: How are you doing? Shannon. I'm well, thank you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Where are you coming from in the world? I'm coming from Orange County, California, United States, the world. <laughs> I feel like I've started a trend.
1: Yes, you know. This everybody's used to be postcards. <laughs> when I was little, I would write on postcards like, United Kingdom, Europe, the world, the universe. And then I'd be like, how many more?
0: Yeah. Could you think of any more? Were no, you like a, that was a super nerd and kind I of was, going like, the Milky Way, planet science-y.
1: Earth. <laughs> no, I wasn't very science First guest's name, Shannon, Shannon Kennedy. Shannon no
0: Kennedy. I feel like we should have done a quiz. So we are, we are here with Shannon Kennedy. And I was, I was earlier on um, Instagram kind of doing a little live video chatting about what we're doing in the show. And I realized that Shannon is probably one of our most frequent guests. And that's usually because not, not many of the guests kind of come back, even though I keep inviting them back. So Shannon, this is your third time on The Fluent Show. It's
2: actually my fourth no way! What? Yes, I did Tell two me. guest episodes with you, and then I was on an episode at Langfest last year. So this is my fourth episode.
3: That's
0: true. That's true. Shannon is the fourth. It's your fourth time. I think it's you and Benny Lewis who have been on that many times. You got some. You got someone to keep up with. How are you? I doing? feel special.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So we're here to celebrate episode one hundred, and I don 't want to kick off episode One hundred without first of all saying thank you to i I cannot believe honestly like it's it's weird right it, like Lindsay and Shannon will know what I 'm talking about. We sit spend a lot of time typing into a computer or talking into a microphone in our spare rooms when we can 't see any of you guys and the The knowledge that you are out there in. New Zealand, in California, in in the Netherlands, and wherever you are listening to us. To me, it's still mind-blowing. And the knowledge that you download and listen to the Fluent Show and get something out of it is, to me, absolutely amazing. So I want to kick off episode 100 with a thank you to you, because without all of you are listening and without my wonderful co-host Lindsay and without guests like Shannon and the array of wonderful guests that we're going to have later. We we just wouldn't have, we we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't have an episode 100 and you people would have to just listen to, I don't know, flipping Serial or whatever you're listening to. So, <laughs> so this is, this is really, this is for you and I hope you're enjoying it. And please make good use of the, the chat room that we have is, Buzzing is bouncing. It's it's what is the word that we had of women in language? Lindsay, I learned a new word at women in language and I've forgotten. It's lit. Was that it?
1: Yes, I can confirm the word was lit.
0: (laughs) The chat room is lit, which doesn't mean that you're all drunk. Although if you are fine by me, even more party atmosphere. So the chat room is absolutely going for it. And I'm so glad that you can all hear us. And please feel free at any point to just ask your questions and whatever you want to share, whatever you want to, you know, like contribute, just put it, put it out there, put it in the chat room and and share it with us. And also we've got a quiz coming that's coming later today. And I want to kick off with an absolute Fluent Show classic. And that Fluent Show classic is something that we did for a little while, Um, especially with Lindsay. We might bring it back and with you guys in the chat room as well. It's called The Good, The Bad and The Struggling. Lindsay and Shannon, do you know what I'm talking about?
2: I do, yes. Of course.
0: Fabulous. So The Good, The Bad and The Struggling is a segment of the show where we just talk about what's great, what's going really well, what's perhaps bad, <laughs> what's gone badly or what we find difficult and where we are really struggling in our language learning right now. I'm going to kick it off and throw it to our wonderful honored guest, Shannon. Shannon, what's your good, bad and struggling right now in language learning?
2: Oh man, you put me on the spot right away. Um <laughs> I guess my good would be that um, I'm back into Croatian that's a language that I really really love and so I'm having a really fun time with that language so that's going really well um, I'm doing a lot of reading in it um, I'm getting to use it every week and I'm going to be giving a presentation on it next week in at Langfest in Montreal um the bad oh that's tough um I would say the bad might be that um My Korean tutor went on vacation. She won't be back till the fall. So I've had to put that language on hold after kind of resurrecting it as a part of the add one challenge. So I would say that that would be that. And what was the last category?
0: It's called the struggling because we were really trying to play on the good, the bad and the ugly, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the good, the bad and something you're really struggling with
2: um probably uh maybe pronunciation and Russian I don't know there's just something about that that is always very challenging for me I think I start to get close and then I hear myself speaking and I realize that I'm not so I think that would probably be my struggling
0: (laughs) I hear myself speaking and then I realize that I'm not that sounds so funny (laughs) So I th- I love this. What is your presentation about, in, in, about Croatian about? What is your presentation about Croatian about? So what will you be talking about <laughs> in
2: terms of Croatian? Tell us. Um, I'll be doing an introduction to the Croatian language, but I'll also be um, talking a little bit about its history, its culture, and I'll also bring up one of the most asked questions about the Croatian language, which is how different is it really from Serbian? Mm. Ooh, oh my
0: gosh, she's going there she's going there and that's going to be at langfest when is langfest taking part taking place
2: it's next week
0: oh my gosh so next week i don't know chat room are you going to montreal are you going to be there are you going to langfest if so please make sure you catch shannon shannon do you know when you are speaking
2: yes i'm speaking on sunday afternoon
0: Sunday afternoon at Langfest. That's a good slot. I, ha- I had a Sunday afternoon slot at Polyglot Gathering this year.
2: Yeah, I think I remember that you did. And I had a Sunday morning last year. So it'll be interesting to see how having an afternoon slot's a little bit different.
3: Mm,
0: mm. It was, well, I had the, like, I felt like death slot right after lunch. But once I got over the getting very, very nervous, I actually felt like, you know, it's good because you don't have to, you know, you can kind of have a chilled out one. You can sort of hang out with people. That was really enjoyable. So can't wait. I can't wait to watch that on YouTube and hear from you more about Croatia. Lindsay Williams, calling Milton Keynes, calling Milton Keynes. Hello. Uh, What's (laughs) your good, bad and struggling? And you've got the chat room out there as well.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying to keep up and then also trying to think, when is she going to ask me to hit my microphone button? So I'm trying to get the balance right. So apologies if I'm not fully answering everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a few coming through. Elizabeth shared hers. Evan said, good, making and seeing progress in Russian. Bad, being about eight months behind where I thought I would be and struggling, wishing I paid attention more to Russian grammar and less to just trying to speak. Stephen Uh said, good. (laughs) Restarted Ukrainian, bad. Stop the Instagram language challenges and struggling trying to not use Serbian when speaking Ukrainian. Oh wow.
0: Well wow. Okay. So trying to not use Serbian when speaking Ukrainian is I like that. I like that. It's actually because Shannon problems, just mentioned right? Serbian in the context of Croatian. And I know that Stephen, you were you were also you have previously mentioned Croatian and it's it's
2: BCS, isn't it? Is it Oh, uh, Bosnian, so yeah, Bosnian, oh, Croatian, Serbian. Yeah, wow.
3: uh, Montenegrin
0: is also in that family. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it's quite a tight sort of grub on. Oh my God, we're like really on fire. So Lindsay, tell me about your good, bad and struggling. And I am, I am following the chat room so I can see all of your messages. We might not get to all of them. Jeez, wow. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> my good, I would say, is
1: being home and actually having resources again is just a blessing so i'm beginning to sort of start and get back into a routine the bad i would say is hmm, what would what would my bad be compared to my struggling my struggling is that i'm training for my first triathlon which i kind of forgot about when i said my goals for august um which has taken up a lot of time so i'm struggling with balancing my time especially because it's summer so like ashley's at home and i want to spend time with him, and then I want to train for the triathlon. I'm trying to get the balance. Um, so I'm struggling with that. The bad, um, I guess my Korean is, is trying to, I guess, the bad is I'm not really there with Korean yet. I haven't mm. really fully got a structure to my studies.
0: Are you it's back coming. To it's Korean coming after last year? Yes,
1: yes. Because
0: mm-hmm. you and
1: Shannon learned together for a while. We did, and then we said... Let's learn Korean and then let's go to Korea. And then I went away for a year. So it kind of got delayed. But now we're going to Korea again next year at some point. So it's like, okay, need to learn. Mm-hmm. Get back on that Korean horse. So yeah, that's where I am.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I I feel like
0: I feel like it's so hard to get back on the languages. And I feel like I've had such a like reality check because these last 2 months I've kind of been straying a little bit from Welsh so that's kind of been my I don't know what that was that was just like me getting a bit like oh yeah Welsh 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 and then all of a sudden I'm like going to Wales going to the Esteford and I I picked up the phone to ring them to ask can I still like book a tent space in the in the campsite and the man answers the phone in Welsh and I could not speak Welsh and I felt so bad but I have completely you know like with with being there it completely turned around I've never spoken as much Welsh as I did last week and I I feel like I can actually chat freely and the start of it was so difficult so so it's just I don't know I feel I feel so I feel so good that I <laughs> that I have committed to this language and I'm still here 3 years later and it's beginning to really pay off I feel bad that somehow that means i am really i'm i'm not actually going to be as good in welsh if i even pay attention to like six chinese characters and and i'm struggling because i wish i could just know everything but i i also feel very uncool because i'm still into welsh am i uncool well because you're studying welsh Mm, mm. well not because I'm studying Welsh just because I'm like I'm like three years in I'm still studying the same language you know like I don't I don't switch around no who
2: cares it's different everyone yeah different things right it's a matter of personal preference so I don't see why it's an issue if you prefer to stick with one language or if you prefer to learn lots of languages you know we all have different goals with what we're trying to achieve so Mm. I don't think there's any one right answer
0: I guess, yeah, no, that's true, that's true sometimes I feel like, well, you know because people, people like to know how many languages can you speak, but less about like how well can you speak each of them but really, I, I'd rather speak this is a good party question, and good chat question as well, like would you rather speak five languages very, very well or 15 sort of half half faffingly <laughs> if that's a description what about you guys? I'm definitely on the Fewer, but better.
2: For me, um, you know, it, I, I had the same thing come up in music because in, in music. You have um, the option to play one instrument and then there's this assumption that if you play that one instrument that you're going to really excel at it or um, Whereas or you could choose to be what's called a doubler, which means you don't play two instruments, but you play multiple instruments. And each of those has different applications. And what you want to do with your career in music uh, determines which one that you end up choosing. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had to go through that decision making process for music as well. And I was originally just a flute player, but I decided I wanted to do saxophone. And my flute teacher, um, you know, he was really not happy about that. And he told me that I would never become a really great flute player because I decided to play saxophone. It would mess up. You know, all of the training and all of the like with my muscles and everything that I get confused and things like that. But for what I wanted to do later on in music, I chose to do that. And it ended up being the right decision for me. There's been lots of things that I've been able to do because that was the decision that I made. And so when I got to language and I had to make that same choice, like when I really started, I just pretty much spoke French. That was my one language. And There are all these other languages that I wanted to learn, and so I had to make the decision, okay, do I want to sacrifice what my potential level could be in French in order to tackle these other languages? And for me, that decision was yes, because of what I wanted to do. And again, there's been lots of things that I've been able to do because I know multiple languages. Um, But then again, like, I don't truly believe that you can only be really good at one language that you, like, it just takes longer to get there when you do more than one language. Yeah. You know, Um, I don't think that it's not a possibility because you choose to do more than one. You're just choosing to be a little bit slower at getting to that end point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I love the music analogy because it's, it's approximately, I don't know, like I used to play the flute and, um, I also felt like it's the same thing. It's like you don't feel like you're any good at anything of it until you're about three years in, or at least I feel that way. And um, it it takes maybe, I don't know, I want to say equally long. It's they're both, they're both, and like Lindsay's triathlon or like running and all that stuff. It's like, they're all those kind of things that are, they're not just hobbies, they're skills, but you kind of have to make it a hobby in order to get the skill because otherwise you're going to just work all the time and hate life maybe i don't know uh, i feel like actively bad dabbling i don't feel like i don't feel good being not good at something i think which is a is common you know i'm not the only one i'm sure Lindsay, what about you you're you're more of a dabbler dabbler do you like did you like my, my southern accent there that was that was good cheeky bloody dabbler <laughs> yeah. it just sounds wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I am, and and I have I, I I'm I'm alone today almost. Brandon said um, I'll choose to split the difference and speak ten pretty decently, um but everyone's like five very well. You know, people are going for the less is more,
3: mm. which is
1: interesting because yeah, I'm
0: I'm totally five like isn't little is it?
1: Yeah, of course not, of course not. But I'm totally of like a, a couple like English obviously is my native language, then French and Spanish like happy with them Mm
3: -hmm.
1: no problems at all and then there's loads that like i've studied and i want to improve but i don't really need to improve them so at the same time it's equally as interesting to look at other languages for me so yeah i sort of see it in a in a different way because i'm I'm not sort of using languages in the same way perhaps
0: you make a really interesting point with especially mentioning spanish because i feel that way in in spanish like my spanish is sort of functional it's neither particularly bad. I'm not really actively trying to improve it. But it's sort of there and it doesn't seem to be getting much worse by itself. So I'm mm. kind of just happy. Like I, I list it yeah. because I can chat in Spanish. I don't really care if I'm good. Whereas Welsh, like I want to be like I have this. I have the desire. I, I, it's the desire thing, isn't it? It's like yeah. what I'm in love with.
1: I know what you mean. Like, there are some languages more so than others where it's like, okay, I'm happy with that is, like, you know, I, I can't do much. I can kind of muster my way through. But mm. then others, I'm like, I actually want to be good at this language. Like, where it's like, I want to be good at this. I want to, mm. you know, take this further. Whereas others, it's like, Yeah, I'll finish the book. Happy with that. Let's keep it there for a while. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Shannon, do you have one where you're like, I want to be good? Do you have the desire for one? And then do you, do you feel, that, does that make sense, what we're saying?
2: Um, I don't really have that for me. I want to be as good as I can in the language that are on my list, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, Um, raising the bar. (laughs) Yeah, so, I I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, I have ones that I'm a lot stronger in and that are more, sorry, that are more important to me. Um, Like, obviously, Chinese is really important to me and French is really important to me. So those are the ones that I want to be the absolute best. But um, beyond that, you know, all the other ones that I've, chosen um to be I guess in a way mine um, I want them to be as good as I can get them so I will continuously work on them um, at this point I don't know it may change in the future but I'm done adding new languages mm-hmm. so I'm sticking with the list of the ones that I have and that's going to be it for me wow done adding new languages that, that
0: I mean that's kind of cool I like that okay thank you <laughs> Well, we've got 10 minutes left so we have had so much chat interaction like I I cannot I cannot believe like people uh Active, and there has been so much good, bad, and struggling. And I sort of saw—I saw Andy in the chat saying, "Like you're also a dabbler." And it's like every single time Andy gets in touch or posts a comment or writes an email, it's literally like, "Oh, I'm doing a bit of German, and then I'm doing a bit of Hawaiian." But and then every time somebody has a question, like Andy, who's Andy Roberts in the chat, is like, "Oh, if you want to do this in this language, in 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 Vietnamese, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that." So. Andy, for me, you're you're an example of someone who's going. He seems to be just like running full power at every single language that is available in the world. I love it. I love that. Oh my gosh! And I also wanted to say hi to Elliot, who I think is and and we who did we have who's doing Yiddish? We've got a Yiddish learner, don't we? We have a really cool range of languages available as well. So Eliot's doing ancient Greek. <laughs> it says byzantine greek is the devil and i'm sure elliot i think we all know how you feel that byzantine greek man i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea how you even how you even do it it's amazing so shout out to you shout out to jan who is struggling with danish you say bad with welsh but i think i think oh come on in you can do it you can do it in in Welsh and it's it's been I must say it's one of the most welcoming language communities I have ever I have ever come across oh Cherokee that was that was the other language so we're really having a massive massive language party going on here Shannon what is next for you in in the rest of the year so you've got you've got your trip coming up to Langfest are you prepping any specific language skills for it Are they doing a challenge this year?
2: Um... Well, I've been doing the Add One Challenge. I do one about every three months, which is about when they open for enrollment. So um, I've been rotating my languages through that, um, giving each of them kind of three-month focus. So my first one, I did Croatian in the normal challenge, and then the next one, I did Japanese, and then the next one, I did Korean. And now this one, I'm doing Croatian again, but as part of like the Advanced Intermediate Add One Challenge um, called Add One Advance. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just going to keep doing that. I kind of like the three-month cycle because I can really go deep with one language. And then, you know, it's only three months, so then I can switch so I don't get overwhelmed or bored or overly frustrated, you know, and I kind of can mix things up that way. And do you, how much,
0: how much do you find that making videos in the one Challenge is, is either a
2: boost or a burden to you? <laughs> um, that's a tough question. I mean, I think it's really good practice because I probably wouldn't push myself to do that if I didn't need to do it as part of the add one challenge, um, because, you know, I'm pretty introverted. So to do videos, it's something that I have to really consciously make the decision, like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's not something that I would normally plan to do. So the Ad one challenge kind of forces me to speak. And then, you know, I prepare for the videos that I do. And so there's a little bit of extra work that goes and it's really directed and really focused. And so I think it's really helpful.
0: Mm, mm, I can see that. It's interesting that you say introverted. I have I, I do Toastmasters, so I give presentations to like a room of people in Toastmasters, which I started last year after, after I've realized I'm just getting too nervous at conferences. And what I have found recently is because I'm so used to, hello, I'm so used to speaking into this microphone and talking to all of you, and usually I can't even see the chat room. Like, you know, like I'm so used to speaking to, no one that I can see that I have found an audience of people looking at me has started to terrify me. Even though I am, I am massively extroverted and I, l- I love talking to people.
2: Well, I think, you know, extroversion and shyness are kind of different. So depending on the mm-hmm. context, you may feel shy or anxious or uncomfortable, regardless of whether or not you're introverted or extroverted, because the two aren't really the same. Um, I'm both shy and introverted. So I totally understand what you mean about getting nervous in front of the audience. I still get nervous, but um, I've been on stage and in front of people so often I've been p- I've been performing professionally as a saxophonist since I was 16. So this is something that I've kind of worked through and that I'm continuously working through and trying to improve to, you know, it's not necessarily being introverted, extroverted, but maybe it's more an issue of confidence and shyness.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Lindsay, how do you feel about speaking? Do you, do you, because you make videos a lot, but you normally speak English in your videos. Do you make videos in Guarani as practice for Guarani or in Korean as practice for Korean?
1: Not too much. Um, I have in the past for other languages, like when I did Portuguese, I made a weekly video, um, Japanese as well. I did the Add One Challenge. Um, But, yeah, with Guarani, do you know what it is? I think with Guarani, I feel like there's not necessarily going to be as many people out there that can help me. Like there's six million speakers, but quite concentrated in one area of the world mostly. Um, And so I feel like, and, and not many of them necessarily watching my videos (laughs) so i feel like there's probably not much point because people wouldn't understand me anyway so it's only for my benefit if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. whereas if it was something like i was learning russian or arabic or greek then there'd be more people who would perhaps be able to get some something useful from the video either from understanding or learning or being able to help um explain stuff to me um so yeah but i do on instagram every now and then um post Mm -hmm. Stuff speaking uh Groanian and Korean, yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking is is it's forever gonna be the big challenge. But I think it's because we want it to be I well no, I think it is, but I have a suspicion recently that I think it is because we want it to come along as quickly as our reading does and as quickly as basically our other skills do, and it just does not. It just it just doesn't. You know, so I I really I I mean I spoke Welsh two years ago. And I sort of made noises, and they were comprehensible, and it was certainly Welsh, but to have you know to actually talk to people and feel like i've I've been here for an hour and I've had the conversation that that easily took me three years, and I'm still not you know like i'm still it's just a stage. We've got silence because everybody is so polite and switches themselves. <laughs>
1: Because I was, I was, I was in the chat. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <Excellent>. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I that's, was half I, listening. I was chatting.
0: I often don't think of that. Like I often think, like I think our our skills should be on. You know, we should be working on all of our skills equally, but at the same time, I don't think you can expect yourself. I think you need to be aware that your speaking skill isn't going to be the same as your your reading skill like your reading skill you're going to feel different and I think those feelings are something I'm going to be digging in in the next year hopefully and and learning more about that okay Shannon Kennedy it is time for you to pass the baton on to guest number two and I really hope this is going to (laughs)
2: work so (laughs) all right well thank you so much for allowing me to join you for for this first party yes all right
0: you have got your own podcast so please give it a give it a plug and tell people where to find fi- where to find you where to listen to i don't know listen to you playing the saxophone in croatian or whatever it is that you're doing <laughs>
2: on that one i don't know while holding a child <laughs> um so my podcast is called get by in croatian it's a croatian course and it teaches you just enough croatian to get by Um, in a conversation or in the country on your travels. So that can be found at getbyinCroatian.com, and I can be found at Eurolinguist that's with an E at the end Eurolinguiste.com
0: Eurolinguiste
2: So um, I'll say thank you so much again and I will hang up so that the next guest can come on Bye Shannon! (laughs) Bye Shannon! And I am calling as we're speaking, I am calling
0: reaching out to guest number two guest number two it's calling it's phoning it's beeping hi everyone just a quick reminder that today's episode is brought to you with support from clothes who said congratulations to episode 100 learning with clothes is fun addictive and free the game is simple you will see a sentence in your target language with something missing and it's your challenge to fill in the blanks correctly. Closemaster uses high-frequency word lists built into sentences from real life so everything you learn is natural content and it's always words you're actually going to need. And best of all, Closemaster is available in over 50 languages. So that's Closemaster, an app that you can find for your iPhone, for any kind of Android device, and of course on the web. And it is free. You can find it at Closemaster, that's C L O Z E M A S T E R dot com slash fluent show. You don't need any kind of special code, simply go to Closemaster.com slash fluent show to view my free guide video and learn more today. Let's get back to the live show.
3: I wish there was like
0: the Skype noise.
3: Okay.
0: Guest number two, are you there?
3: I
4: am. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on your show. (laughs) Thank you for coming. You are welcome, hello. And congratulations, number 100 is this?
0: It is indeed, we are on episode 100 of the show and it seems to be working. We have got a, a really sort of busy chat room it's 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 buzzing through evan is saying every guest gets uh, 20 30 minutes it's from now on every guest it gets approximately 20 minutes <laughs> okay. kind of, well yeah. I'll, I'll
4: get i'll take what i can get yeah you'll take what you can get. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me and on this special podcast edition as well i feel very honored
0: Oh no, not at all! It's it's really fun to have you on the show because you have never been on this show before. We've never done like an interview or anything like that, so perhaps that's in the stars for the future. And um, Richard, um, most multilingual man in Britain, I've recently read. Is that is that
3: a <laughs> thing?
4: Yeah, we went round and spoke to everyone. Yeah, did, to did door, you make that up, and, by any chance? Uh... <laughs> no, I, seriously. I I always find these things really odd because, um. You can't talk to everyone, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you have a lot of... You know, there's there's people who just sort of quietly at home are like speaking Urdu and Gujarati and like two others. I, I recently mm-hmm. learned about Malayalam, which I've never heard about before.
4: Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't speak a... that, unfortunately, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but you do speak a vast amount of languages and you do also speak... Slovene, right? And I wanted to ask you, we have just chatted to Shannon about challenges, and I wanted to ask you about challenges and about the Polyglot Conference.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah so this year, we're doing actually a quite fun thing. We've got, because um, this year the Polyglot Conference is going to Slovenia, and we're going to be in the center of Ljubljana in a very beautiful uh, period hotel, which, is, um, which has a, an old cinema inside it. And that's basically the venue for the Polyglot Conference. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, And every year what the Polyglot Conference does is it changes location. And every time we go to a new place, we celebrate the country's uh, languages and cultures. And this year is no exception. So what we're doing is we've got a a language challenge, the Languages of Slovenia Challenge, which has started. It's been on for a month already. And it was a three-month challenge uh, for people to pick a language of Slovenia. Um, so some people have picked Slovene, but others have picked languages like Croatian, uh, Serbian, Hungarian, Italian, German, would you believe as well? And yeah. I have personally picked Romani. Ah.
0: Uh a language of Slovenia I like that I like that so you've Mm -hmm. picked Romani um someone in the chat room was just saying like how many words do you know in all of these languages now we're not going to run through the list because you do only have 20 minutes (laughs) but what where do you where do you reckon you're at with with Romani how is it going and is it different to
4: it's it's funny because I think a language like Romani um I'm probably in a good place to learn it simply because I speak the languages um, of the country where, you know, of the region. So what Romani tends to do is borrow heavily from um, the languages of the country or countries where mm-hmm. it's spoken. And and so, you know, with a background in kind of Slavic languages and in the Latin languages, because a lot of Romance words have crept into it. Um, but it's originally initially just an um, an Indic language. So no similarities with other languages like Hindi or Urdu or those kinds of languages. Um, but the, the, a lot of the words are from Indo-Euro- other Indo-European languages. Um, I mean, obviously, places like Hungary, where it's spoken to, they borrowed from Hungarian. Um, but uh, where I live in in Skopje, we, we have a number of Romani languages. One of the things about Romany is there's not just one language, there are several types of Romany. Um, and then there are, there are versions of Romani spoken all through the Balkans, which is kind of my my home stomping ground
0: that's amazing well you're you're yeah. in very good company I think in the chat i i I've heard this I remember seeing I remember seeing something about traveler languages at the polyglot gathering in Berlin some years ago I uh, mm-hmm. wanted to say you're in really good company with our chat in terms of Unusual or sort of minority languages, because I mean, I guess I was saying last last week when when I was when I was in Cardiff, the um, learning Welsh is sort of my first minority language, but the experience is amazing. We have uh, Yiddish learners and Cherokee learners, and of course, Lindsay wow. Williams herself is a Guarani learner. Uh,
4: yeah, I know it's incredible. I was listening to that before before I came on, and listening to that chat, do you know what? I didn't realize it was six million speakers. I've got to say, I hadn't. Yeah. Realized it's- Common
1: misconception: You're not alone.
2: Yeah. It's because,
1: yeah, you often think, "Oh, I've I've barely heard of this. It must be a minority language." But nope, six million speakers no. doing all right for itself.
4: Yeah, doing it very well for itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than that's more than my home language. <laughs>
1: yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? Your yeah, language? Like home language, like what
0: Chester?
4: No, my home language is Macedonian. So oh, I Macedonian. oh, I see. I'm... And we have about two million speakers. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah. in Europe, it's a, it's a, it's a, a smaller language, but um, the most spoken language where I live.
0: <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, while we're mm. on language trivia, I think it's time, <laughs> Lindsay Williams, what do you reckon? Is it time?
1: is this is it my time okay is it your time it's your time
0: time. i wish i had like a little jingle for you to start it off but i'm just gonna like play the podcast music i guess hang on let me press play oh here's a bit of podcast music
1: it's lyrics of an abba song and they're a translation of an abba song okay so you have to tell me what is the abba song right does that make sense
4: okay i'll give it a go
1: i don't speak swedish do you yes okay so hopefully you'll be able to guess from my mangled Swedish. Right. Men, men, sit order kan man mota pa sa manga skilda sat.
4: I haven't got a clue. I kind of get what you said. <laughs> but I don't know which song it would be. Um, as it's what did Lindsay
1: <laughs> actually say? I'm going to put it to a tune. See if that helps. Okay. Men, men. Sit order can man water passa manga Yeah, that's it.
4: Hey hey. Waterloo. Yay! Boo boo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're having a go in the chat. I'm not in the chat right now. I'm looking at my questions so I can't see. So I hope you're getting these right. Uh question three, this is your final question final question. Three. I don't have a million pounds or even a five pound note to give you, I'm afraid, but Yes. all in good, all in good spirits. Question three, how many sign language, sign languages are there estimated to be in the world?
4: Oh, that's hard. There, there's going to, there's going to be at least, I'd, I don't, I, I said at least a few hundred. Okay. At least, because... So we're talking languages or dialects as well, because it depends. You've got British sign, you've got British sign language, mm-hmm. but British sign language can be um, used over Welsh or over English, standard British sign language. So it depends if you would qualify that as Welsh sign language when it's actually the same, pretty much the same signs, but just with different mouthed words. Oh, I
1: would count that as a separate sign language.
4: Yeah. It, and then there are two, there are different ones in Ireland as well.
1: Yeah. So like Vietnam is, is yeah. it's three kind of sort of coincides with the dialects of the spoken language. So yeah, I would count those as three. So yeah, we'll count those as separate ones.
4: Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's, it, it's well in the hundreds. How many hundreds?
1: Oh,
4: <laughs> that, That's tough. Let's go, let's go on the high side and say 400. Oh, that's so close. So, so circa three hundred. Oh, really? I was going to
1: say three, and yeah. I thought higher. Oh, <laughs> ah, close,
4: close.
1: Yeah. I, I should make a yeah. note of your score. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you two, like a half, a full, a, a full point, and then another half.
4: Okay.
1: I'm feeling generous. Two out of three.
0: Oh, are we? Are we doing? Um, are we doing quiz? A quiz competition for all of our guests. I am now. But I yeah, just thought of now. the idea. <laughs> well, as as we're thanking the Quiz. Yeah, thank you, Richard. You're, you're well, thank and you you're in the running.
4: Wow.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. You're going to get the Fluent Language. No, hang on. What is this podcast? <laughs> oh, the Fluent Show, Episode One Hundred Trophy. <laughs> well, you don't know if you're going to get it yet.
4: Well, there we go. It's optimism.
0: You see, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Richard what what's next for you what are you what are you working on at the moment
4: um at the moment in terms of languages um well Romani of, of course for the Polygot conference mm-hmm. um and just generally actually I'm, I'm doing it because it's a language that's in the community where I live and and I've always wanted to learn more about it so it's a good excuse for me to do that um and then I probably will dabble in a bit of Vietnamese because I'm going to Vietnam over Christmas and New Year. Dab it on. <laughs> yeah, just just to sort of dabble, you know. I don't know how far I'll get with it. I'm not going to take it overly seriously. I, I want to be able to just get by a, a, a marketplace and, you know, be able to just say bits and bobs. But Where, I don't need to...
1: where are you going in Vietnam?
4: I'm flying into Ho Chi Minh. Mm. And... We haven't actually planned the trip completely yet, but it's a family trip. So um, we, it depends on what, what the, other, the two members, other two members of my family would like to do. <laughs>
1: oh, have fun.
4: It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm very excited. I've been yeah. following you and seeing all your trips around the world. And I saw your fabulous video of everything together. That was really cool.
1: Oh, uh, thank
4: you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it. Um, yeah, yeah, very excited. Enjoy. Thank
3: you.
0: Vietnamese does not look without its challenges. So I, I got the last year at Langfest, they they were giving away sort of free teach yourselves or something like that. Was it a teach yourself? And I sort of picked up the Vietnamese one. Like, yeah, man, I'm gonna do Vietnamese. Totally, I'll just do it for a laugh. Um, it wasn't much of a laugh for for very long, for for me, because <laughs> it's, it's it's tough, isn't it? It's, it's tough going.
4: Yeah, it's kind of a lot to get your mouth around. I think is the is the problem with it. Um,
3: yeah.
4: You no, know, because the the tones and the and the funny well for us funny sounds that that are not easy for our mouths to make is mm-hmm. as uh, European language speakers predominantly. I think that's that's probably the the difficult thing with it. Um, mm. More more I'd say than something like Chinese, where like Mandarin. Mandarin is a bit easier for us to sort of. Get our mouths around I think than Vietnamese.
0: Yeah and I definitely noticed that it's a I was not used to that. Uh, I, so really excited to see how you're going to be getting on and we're going to see you Lindsay and I both going to see you at the Polyglot Conference is that right?
4: Yes you are because you're both going to share your expertise and your experience learning language with people who are coming to understand how different personality types and different people with different reasons to learn languages. And I'm very, very proud and pleased to have you with us um, at the event. It's the Friday Language Learning Event, very cleverly named, so that it does what it says on the tin. And um, it's a day just dedicated to language learning, which is, um, yeah, a new thing for the for the conference. And it's, it's sort of the idea is that it won't scare people off with the name Polyglot Conference, even mm-hmm. though the Polyglot Con- and the Polyglot Gathering and Langfest are all very much for anyone who is learning their first or 51st language. Um, people do sometimes get a bit scared when they hear the word polyglot. No need to be scared of polyglots. We don't bite. We're often fed before we meet people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Indeed. We are fed. Oh, no. oh, Richard. Um, pan on in, in, a, in a polyglot oh. gathering in Berlin. Um on In Charad Everti, Anagam mm-hmm. Rai, and Donideman hederis Jan and a Tro a Trohan at this time, I don't know, a Trohana. Um Dween doen a tame law and vui So I'm going to try once again my Welsh out on you because last time I was pretty scared <laughs> And I didn't really manage a lot, but it's two years later and I've I've progressed. So <laughs> Sorry?
4: It's my and men, through one.
0: A little bit better. And go on. I am.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh,
0: you sound really northern Welsh now.
4: Well, I, I am that's what that's my Welsh. My wife is northern Welsh. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, because that's my my family are originally from um well my, my mum's side of the family originally from Carnarvon. Um mm. and so yeah, and I, I grew up around Chester, so it's North Wales. It's North Walian Welsh that we speak, and that's what you hear. So it's funny when I when you turn TV on or you read things, and it's in in um, South Walian, but you under Obviously, it's, it's easier to understand. I think probably the other way round is trickier, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
4: just because you don't hear so much of northern Northern Welsh in in, in media.
0: No, I started I started with Northern and. Um and then because i moved south in the in in england i got it in my head that i need to learn the southern dialect which isn't actually very helpful at all because you you just kind of get yourself tied up in knots at a point in your learning when you really needn't um and i was kind of i don't know i've give i've given up on that because i asked in say something in welsh and everybody was like look just talk how you talk so now i'm just talking how i how i talk but that was a real that was a real hindrance that kind of held me back either way Excuse my very self indulgent um running into the no. running into the world, into the cumraik, but it's it's personally it's gonna be a pleasure to see you. It's gonna be a pleasure And yeah, all right, see I still say Evo, which is super northern. And um Yeah,
1: Richard. Can I just butt in before we say goodbye? We have to say goodbye. Um,
3: yeah.
1: We've got Triangle Girl in the chat saying that she's from Wrexham. So hello from Wrexham oh. to you, Richard. And also some lovely comments, Kirsten, about your Welsh. Elizabeth said it was very flowy and it sounds beautiful in capital letters.
4: Oh
0: Ah, Ochenbow iawn. It's because Welsh sounds awesome. It's it's just I think it's just a beautiful language.
4: Yeah, quite a tag. <laughs> <Great>.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well the chat room. I don't know how to say chat room. Um, yeah, let's not let's not work that one out. I'm gonna look it up later, I guess. A scores box. Box scores. <laughs> okay. Richard, we have to say goodbye and shuffle on to shuffle on to guest number three. I'm so excited. It's been such a pleasure having you on show.
4: Yeah, well thank you. thank you for having me and I look forward to seeing you in Ljubljana and thank you to everyone in the chat room. Unfortunately I couldn't write back. I was trying to, but it didn't work. But you can always reach out to me on Facebook. I've got my Speaking Fluently page on Facebook as well. So if you want to reach out to me, feel free.
0: Fab. And, yeah, feel free to keep listening or like, throw yourself in the chat. Lindsay, um, sorry.
4: Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you. Bye.
4: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye
0: Okay, that was guest number three. Yeah. It's
3: very good and that lovely people feedback. know to hang
1: Lots of thank yous. Andy says it was great to hear Richard's lovely voice again. Mm-hmm. So very nice. Guest number one, tick. Guest number two, tick. And guest number three,
0: who's next? Who's next, Kirsty? The internet has not collapsed yet. We are going all the way from Macedonia to Australia. Stra- Why do I always say Australia? Australia. We're going to Australia. So I'm calling out to Australia now and see if we can get Kylie Sturges on the line, and she'll tell you all about her and her wonderful, wonderful podcast that we're such big fans of. Oh, are you are you excited, Lindsay, to, to keep going with the quiz? I am. You know, I'm thinking, you know, yesterday when
1: we said, someone said is something about Eurovision, and actually I think it's better. We're not just reaching around Europe. We've had <laughs> California, we've had Macedonia, now we're off to Australia. We're really spanning the continents today. I love it.
0: Well, Australia is in the What
1: Australian city is Kylie in? Oh, of course they are. Kylie's in Perth, I believe.
5: Hey, Kylie. I am indeed. Hello, hello. 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 Hi. Hello. (laughs) Hello to everyone on the Fluent Show. How are you all going? Good. High adrenaline over here. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Wow. Yeah. Well done. Happy 100th. Yeah. Thank
0: you. We have got um, Evan, who's in the chat. We, we've got a chat room going, and we've got a very, very active chat room at the moment. So we're kind of keeping keeping up with that as well. And I, according mm-hmm. to the the broadcasting machine, we have got fifty five listeners live. So I'm glad you're not all just like in the chat room going crazy. But I think at least twelve of you are, or something like that. This is really fantastic. And yes, Kylie is from the Talk the Talk podcast and you've got another podcast Kylie called Token Skeptic so would you introduce yourself please do the honours and tell us all about well especially Talk the Talk because you've got a bunch of language learners
3: here
5: Yes, yes. Hello, everybody in the chat room. I think Daniel Midgley from uh, Talk the Talk podcast is there. He uh, gave me a little bit of a tweet to say, oh, I'm going to be listening in. So g'day to Daniel over there. Uh, Yeah, I am a former student of paranormal beliefs. That's my um, sort of academic background, philosophy and the study and analysis of um, why we believe weird things, which led to the Token Skeptic podcast when I first started my research. And I also contribute to Talk the Talk podcast that you can find at talkthetalkpodcast.com. dot com. I'm not a linguist, sorry, folks, but um I am thankfully joined on the show by Daniel Midgley, who is a linguist and an awesome fellow, and Hedvig Skergaard, who's a PhD candidate at ANU, and she uh, joins us on the show, along with uh, Ben Ainsley, who's just downright hilarious and and brilliant. So I'm very fortunate to be a podcaster on my own for Token Skeptic, where I investigate paranormal claims and weird things in society and uh, also get to stretch a little bit of my language abilities with the team on Talk the Talk.
0: Kali, I, th- I think it's really interesting that you say like you're not a linguist, but in a way, mm. I mean, I, not perhaps a s- school or academically trained linguist, but the where where we're coming from, um, we we often speak, you know, on on this podcast, we speak from the perspective of language learners and language teachers and people who just generally yeah. love languages, and we obviously like Lindsay and I between us have learned. I usually say like fifteen languages or something like that. We don't know if that's really. I don't think we've counted recently or whatever, but um, and we've recently we've just had a big debate like about an hour ago about would you rather learn five languages really well or four? So we're definitely in the language learning field, and I I read Mm. research about it, but I don't know. Like I, this is interesting. The question: Are you a linguist? Do you have to have? Do you reckon then you have to have a PhD linguistics in order to say you're a linguist?
5: I think you have to have an enthusiasm and an interest in language certainly there's probably lots of people out there who have multiple abilities across many languages and who are just fascinated by the way we communicate I mm-hmm. I mean I think this is something that we can all be passionate about and um coming as someone from the skeptical background I think linguistics and scepticism complement each other quite beautifully. I mean, you know, can we communicate with animals? Is it possible to speak to the dead? Uh, back masking, you know, can we get messages from playing records backwards, whether or not there's <laughs> codes in uh, texts like the Bible? Uh, hearing messages coming from the toaster, graphology, does our writing tell us anything about our personality? All of these things sort of overlap. So, yeah, I think you can definitely have uh, be someone who's an enthusiast about any kind of subject and a confidence in any kind of subject Subject and a passion for any kind of subject, and um, yeah, you certainly don't need to have a PhD in it. I know there's uh, students who study linguistics here in uh, Perth, Western Australia. Some of them might be students of Daniel Midgley. I think there was even a plan to have T-shirts in Perth. You know, I'm one of Daniel Midgley's students, uh, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and I, I like to think that it's a, a field that is, uh embraces people, that encourages people. It's one of the wonderful things about it. I mean, how can you knock a subject that recognizes that there's such a wonderful diversity in the world? I, I think it's great.
0: I agree. I'm, I mean, my mind is still spinning from can we talk to the dead or can we talk to our toasters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's you know, like it's it's a common it's a kind of common conversation. We re, we did one episode about sort of the flu the future, the fluent show, the future of of language yep. learning. So we've kind of dipped our toes in that. But I know on talk the talk, you regularly come back to um, t- t- tech and com- computer language, computer linguistics, and this kind of like 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 of course you can actually these days talk to your bloody toaster because you can probably go Alexa toast my toast or something like that. And that's just what are, yeah. what an insane world we live in before we even start thinking about foreign languages, foreign human languages. Yeah.
5: yeah. And I think that's the core of what skepticism is about. It's a method of inquiry, not a set of conclusions. It's encouraging mm-hmm. people to have an open mind and saying, okay, well, let's test this. Let's find out more. Let's see if there's other examples of things out there. I'm certain that there's been hundreds of people out there who thought, you know, when they came across different cultures, they said, oh, are they like us? You know, we've got to have an open mind about this, learn more about different cultures and so on, Mm -hmm. and then realise that there's so many things that unite us rather than separate us. It's like that Arrival film. Oh, I love the Arrival film. Isn't it brilliant? It's great. We ended up as the Talk the Talk podcast. We had a bunch of uh, listeners come with us to a screening of the film and I sat next to uh, Ben and Daniel was uh, nearer to the front, and at the point where uh, in the film it says, "Did you know about the kangaroo and how you know he was actually?" <laughs> oh, and Ben and Ben was going, "Oh my god, Daniel is going to flip!" And then it's you know, of course, the character says, "Yeah, that's complete and utter rubbish." Everyone we <laughs> went, "Oh thank goodness!" <laughs> and I, I almost hear Daniel say, "She's a good linguist. You go, girl. Now get out those Wug posters and show them to the aliens and take it from there." You know. <laughs> Yeah That's it was it was very interesting because it genuinely had like ever you know it it
0: had what looked like a good approximation of phonetics work and I mean I'm married to a computer um, programmer software web developer sorry not software Christian sorry love um but you know he he, he we often joke about on the internet, uh, on the on the telly, on the internet, or on when when people do any kind of hacking, they're always just like hacking into the mainframe, and it's just nonsense. And that's normally isn't how... it? S-
5: so much fun going to the cinemas with tech people. I'm I'm married <laughs> to a computer scientist myself, and you just sort of like look carefully out of the corner of your eye down at the row of friends, and you can just see them go <laughs> whenever. Yeah, it's techno gabble. It's like oh no, not again. <laughs> that's yeah. Right.
0: Okay. We want to test your, well, test your knowledge. I don't know. We we seem to have a competition going between our different guests. So our guest, Richard Simcott, who's just been on, who is, according to, we don't really know who actually said this, the most multilingual man in Britain. But I read it in his bio, so he's certainly m- using it for his own, like, he's, he's going for it, for the, for the, going for the title, going for gold. So you, you've got somebody mm-hmm. who's going for, likes to go for gold. And I know you like a bit of competition on the podcast. So,
5: Lindsay, uh, like I, to... I think I think you're confusing me with Ben. <laughs> ben right. is the one who loves competition and I'm just like if I manage to hold my own and not throw something at him, we're going good. So, yeah, expect everyone on the uh chat room to win this one. I I'm not really expecting much of my my results. Sorry, gang.
3: No problem. <laughs> Lindsay,
0: we need a we need a, a gap between question and answer, I think, just so the chat room can participate as well cuz I want to see what you oh, guys yes. think. Yes. So okay. I don't know the answers on this. I'm going to hand over to Lindsay.
1: Okay. Kylie, I warn you, last time with Richard, my questions in the chat, people said they were very difficult. So I, I oh. apologize in advance if that's the case, but I, I, think they're, I think they're pretty fair. So we'll see how it goes. Are you ready for question one?
5: Absolutely. Let's give it a go, and I'll try my best. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Question one. Wild Piri, and I hope I'm saying that right, Wild Piri is a language spoken on which continent? And I'll give a little moment. Let me hop on over and see if people have heard me and they're answering in the chat. I'm gonna someone says I'm gonna answer with the first word that comes to mind. Okay, Elizabeth. I'm excited to see. It's
5: the best way. Okay. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow, Beerie. Oh, that's an Australian language. Yay! Correct. Oh my goodness, a language. (laughs) Spoken in Australia. Yeah. Correct. I I know a a little bit about Indigenous Australian language groups. It's one of the things that we encourage on our show Talk the Talk to uh, investigate how we are in a country that has about um – maybe a, about 120 languages still spoken in, in this uh, country. Um, we lose many of them as some of the elders pass away and it's a, a very essential characteristic of many of the different cultures and the people in the communities in Australia. It's a big part of uh, Indigenous identity. And so, um, unfortunately, we have generations of speakers where uh, communication, the traditional languages have broken down, but we try to encourage them and, and network with... Uh, people who are helping educate and, and promote the languages to other generations. Where I am uh, in this region of Australia, uh, Nungar language is possibly uh, the language that is identified with this particular region. But, um, yeah, well, Piri is definitely one of the many languages that's spoken by Indigenous Austra- Australians. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's an awesome map as well. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to this. Uh, if you hop onto ourlanguages.org.au, there's an Indigenous language map and it is absolutely gorgeous. You can see all these different shades and regions. Um, so ourlanguages.org.au and check out for yourself how, how many different regions we have and how much variety we have in Australia. Awesome.
1: I've written the, that down right now and we'll put it in the show yeah. notes for after as well and when the recording goes up. That's uh, right, cool. yeah. Which are going to be See, a I knew, fluid I knew I slash 100? I knew I had to ask that question to you, Kylie. <laughs> <And you'd laughs> I'm glad I got one. Share. <laughs> Yay. Okay, question two. The popular okay. philosophical expression, I think, therefore I am, comes from the Latin cogito, ergo sum. What is the translation of the fuller version of the phrase debito, ergo cogito, ergo sum? So the bit that we know, I think, therefore I am, is the Latin "cogito ergo sum." What about the fuller version of the phrase, "dubito ergo cogito ergo sum"?
5: What does that mean? Well, um, I, I don't, I. Oh, let me see. I did one Latin unit at university a long time ago as a part of a summer course, so I know "dubito" means doubt. So. I, I doubt, therefore I am. Are you talking about scepticism? Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I am a doubter, therefore I exist.
1: <laughs> that was accidental. But, okay, yeah, let's go with it. This was, yeah, complete intentional, giving you this question as well. So, yeah, okay, so uh, debito, I doubt, ergo cogito, ergo sum. I doubt, therefore I, I think, therefore I am. Is that your answer?
5: I, I guess I'm <laughs> – close enough that just a yeah random guess just simply because uh, yeah, the, the dusty archives of my mind says Debito, doubting. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's correct. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to get any on this. I thought, yeah, I'm going to bomb out. Done. I'm oh. <laughs> okay. Final question. I'm
1: going to give you the name of a famous Brazilian film as the title is sold in three different countries in three different languages okay
3: mm-hmm. so
1: i want you to tell me the english name of this film so hopefully you'll know the film because that will help <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> so in czech the film this famous brazilian film is called mesto bohu in lithuanian it's called dievo miestas and in swedish it's called goods stat
5: brazilian movie
0: yeah
5: oh gosh um Famous It's hard, it's hard enough
0: to think Brazilian
5: movie, isn't it? I know, right? I I know. Uh er, 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 er. Um, I think, so uh, English, I think I'm... To English, if that helps.
0: So we've got oh my god, we we like don't look in the chat room. Oh my god, we've got Daniel I'm not, just like throwing out
5: their answers. You've got Daniel Midge is just hoovering Daniel. up on points. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. He, I, I tried to nag the rest. And I said, "Come on, be here." It's almost, in fact, yeah, it's just past midnight here in Perth. so I Google. thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to pressure them too much to come onto the show, knowing how late it was going to be. But um, I'm going to pass on this one, and I'm not looking at the chat room. I'm not going to cheat or anything like that. <laughs> okay. And say, I'm sorry. I know there's some amazing Brazilian films out there. I looked at one. Um, oh gosh, what was the name of it? Just name um, it. Name that about, one for a good luck. Oh, I'm trying to remember it. It was something about um, Travels of the Serpent or something like that and it was part of the Perth International Arts Festival and I got to speak to the director and I feel terrible that I cannot remember the name of it. Do you really just snakes on a plane? No, no, (laughs) no. no, It was was about travels in the Amazonian jungle and, um, yeah, historical looking at – oh, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll I'll ping it to you. You can pop it into the show notes and people can check it out. But the thing that I remember the most about doing the interview with the – uh, the director of the movie was he said, um, oh, you're from Australia. We had a fabulous time having drinking sessions with all the Australians at our recent film festival. And I said, great, thank you, thank you <laughs> so much. That's that's probably the only reason you did this interview with me because you thought, I get to hang out with Australians and they're so wacky. And I said, thank you. That's yes. very sweet. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pass on this one and whatever the film is, I bet I know it as well. I'll be really ashamed. I was like, oh, what is the film? What is the film? It's City of God. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I feel terrible now. Yeah, Rio <laughs> de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Really high ratings. Early two
1: thousands, I think. Yeah, like two thousand, two thousand four, somewhere around there. And I think they did one
5: like ten years later, or something. Yeah. City of something else. Yeah. 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 Really torrid and yeah, gritty and yeah. you know, drug dealers and stuff Gas, like that. Yeah. Something. So. Old. Yeah, definitely check it out if if you haven't seen it. So yeah, City of God. That's right. Oh, man. (laughs) Now I want to go watch it again. Two out of three. Not
0: bad, not bad. You're on a par with Richard, so it's all good. I would give Connie an extra point or an extra half point perhaps for all the extra knowledge about Walpiri. All the extra knowledge. Two
5: and
0: a half. I think we're honouring that.
5: I don't think I deserve that. I feel very guilty now. But, yeah, (laughs) so much.
0: (laughs) Well, you you only have to beat Gabriel Weiner, which is, like, no big deal.
5: Oh, wow, wow. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, but thank you so much for having me on your um episode 100. Well done. I know it's a real challenge getting. Uh, I mean, there's so many podcasts out there where you you try so hard and you put so much effort into it, and you think, oh, is there anyone listening? So to hit 100, let alone you know 50 podcast episodes is is a real triumph and i hope you're um the people listening to the show are inspired to do their own thing and and podcast their passion it's really vital that people do that i mean it's what i'm continuing to study now for my phd about how we get into podcasting and and how podcasting is so helpful in the field of education so yeah you go fluent show you Ah. rock
0: Thank you, oh wow, oh this is for somebody from talk to talk to tell us we're doing well is is amazing it's genuinely i feel I feel honored <laughs> you you inspired me actually to to go to my local community radio station and sort of have a conversation about how perhaps oh. I could perhaps join them or do like a little show about education and I haven't got it going yet, but I have thought about it, and it's just because talk to talk is on a radio, and I was like. I want to be on the radio. I could be on the radio. So we do keep
5: inspiring each other. It makes such a big difference. Mm, Definitely. And, yeah, support your local radio stations. The station that uh, Talk the Talk is on, RTRFM are currently having their radiothons, so they're getting uh, sponsorship and funding from the local community. Do the same for your own local radio station. It really does make a difference and, and helps get independent messages out there.
0: I'm going to put RTRFM in the show notes as well. So when this recording goes into the live podcast feed which is on Monday the 20th, you're going to be able to just go to the usual place and get the show notes so you can kind of click around there as well. So yeah, support your local radio station and I agree with with Kylie do become podcasters. Lindsay's got her own show called um Language Stories which is a little bit more report based and the Fluent show has been it's been going a a, a long time now. It took us about, it mm. took me about four, four and a half years to get to 100 episodes. And I can't wait to get to 150. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it with without anyone listening. So, yay. Kylie, you're allowed now to go to bed.
5: Oh, yay. i am going to drive home <laughs> in the dark. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'll say out of the way the quinders and the Koalas and stuff. And thank you to everyone and all the people in the chat room and and. And Daniel, who's listening in somewhere out there in the other side of Perth. And, yeah, hope hope people come and check out our show. And uh, well done, Fluent Show. Yay, 100. Thank you. Bye, Kylie. Lindsay, say bye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Okay. That was Kylie Sturges from Talk the Talk, from RTRFM, from the Talk and Skeptic Podcast, from, like, everything on the internet. And I'm going to reach out to guest number four, who's already said hello, in the chat room, so you, like, this is no big surprise. This is no no biggie. We got Gabriel Weiner coming on the show, and I'm going to call out to him now. I really wish we had, like, a little ringtone thing going. I think that would be, that would be. Hello. Hello.
6: <laughs>
0: Sorry, I get excited every single time this works.
6: <laughs> Skype. Sometimes it works.
0: I know, I know, we're we're getting lucky today, we're getting lucky today, and all of my back end, and you know, so far, so good, so far, so good. How are you doing, game?
6: I am doing good, it's a crazy time, but I'm doing good.
0: (laughs) Yes, well, I'm really, really pleased to have you on the show. You are, well, first of all, you're live, and there's a chat room, and half the chat room is just like jumping over itself with excitement, because you're on the show, so thank (laughs) you so much for being here, and you're taking part in our in our party, because it's episode 100. We've reached episode 100 on the Fluent Show.
6: That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel you. so honored to be part of your 100th show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you've got your video on as well. So I can see, Gabe. I don't think any of you can.
6: Oh, should I, I shut the that
3: chat up?
0: Room? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. It's nice to see you.
6: Well, it's nice but, to see you too. You, you Actually, I guess I can't see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, nice
0: uh, it's, it's nice to be
6: seen. How about that?
0: It's nice to be seen. And you are seen. You are welcome, you are safe, and you are seen on the show. I have a question for you. You got it. Right. What is it? Highest-backed Kickstarter for an app ever. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. How much money did you Kickstarter?
6: Good Lord. Um, so the Kickstarter raised, I think, 570000 And then the continuation with Indiegogo, I think we're at $1.4 at this point. <gasps> Actually, I haven't I haven't looked at it, which is good. It means I've stopped obsessively re- refreshing the page. It's been like, like a rupees. Month. Um, we're at one point four eight million. Jesus, one point
0: four eight million dollars. That's okay, lot. so my question for you: yeah.
6: mm-hmm.
0: What did you do with all that money, Gabriel?
6: Oh my God, it's it's just it's it's going in the in the toilet. It's going so fast. Um, <laughs> no, I mean we had to we had to do an investment round in addition to that. Uh, so we raised another one point two five million via investments. Um, and you would think that with like that much money that would keep you going. And like, practically speaking, if we don't get, um, like we're fine because we did that investment round, if we didn't do that investment round, we would've gone bankrupt by the end of this year. No way. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, even, even so like we're, we're spending $150,000 a month. So
0: what are you Uh, you spending it on? What are you working on? What are you making? Some chat, room, <laughs> such, some chat room folks are backers. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Yeah. Hello, thank you. Cleo, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce your name Welsh or not, but I've just been to Wales, so Cleo I'm going to just say it as, as if it was Welsh. Um, so you got a backer in the chat room.
3: Hello.
6: Thank you for being a backer. Um, yeah. We are spending it on, um, ooh, and, and they love the beta, which is good. Um, we're spending it on development uh, and, and keeping the team alive. Like right now, we're 15 people. Uh, wow. I think a year ago we were six people mm-hmm. um, and keeping 15 people gamefully employed is expensive, A. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, keeping uh, a development house alive and well because uh, we have this outside development house that's bringing us to our release and then we're taking over uh, with our internal team. Um, and so that development house is expensive also. <laughs> um, and those are the main two things. I mean, the other thing is marketing Our in our marketing budget potentially, mm-hmm. uh, well, is potentially unlimited in some sense uh, once it starts working well, but um, practically speaking, development is insanely expensive. And like you, you look at an app and you're like, "Well, let's add a checkbox here," and they're like, "Well, that's fine. That'll cost you fifty thousand dollars."
0: <laughs> wow! So you are working—you are working on the app of apps. Uh,
6: pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's that is this this goal, uh, and it has become—it's uh, just a very complicated project. Um, I didn't quite realize what we were getting into which is fine because we managed to like we're doing it (laughs) uh if this yeah if this hadn't gone as well as it's gone this would have been really really hard uh as is it's really really hard but it's really really hard and i see the path towards getting this thing Mm -hmm. in the condition that i needed to get to but but yeah if this thing had raised you know three hundred thousand dollars like we would be so screwed like yeah
0: and do you this is an interesting thing, do you think it's kind of matching up to the vision that you had in your in your head? When you you know when you first did the Kickstarter, did you sort of think, This is gonna be my app and it's gonna be like how much of you is still in this? Or is it just like a like a car that runs itself now? This is very bad Silicon Valley analogy, just replace it with something sensible. <laughs>
6: um I I don't know if I understand the question entirely do you mean the app itself or do you mean like the company or the just the 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 train
0: well I guess if you if we're gonna go one bigger then my my biggest question would be like is this your life as you thought it would be but really I'm just talking about the app
6: (laughs) (laughs) uh this is not the life I thought it was gonna be so we'll stick with that one uh but I'm I'm okay with it it's just it's surprising every day um and the app is shaping up the way I want it to shape up. Um, in some sense, the, the main thing I, I've enjoyed about this process has been the uh, conflict, uh, where I have an idea in terms of what I want the app to do pedagogically, and then uh, I take it to a really good designer, and then the designer's like, nope, no, 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 no. And then mm-hmm. we have a fight, and then whatever comes out of that fight is great. Um, and so those discussions are the ones that like really are are fun for me, um, and those have happened and those produced good results. Uh, and I'm looking forward I, like I, I want them to happen more often. Like right now we're we're having all these. The last month or two has been all these like discussions about how should the landing page work and mm-hmm. how how do people put in their credit cards and like I don't care like <laughs> who cares that's not about like someone cares our marketer cares and like those should be discussions between the marketer and the designer but like i care about like how is someone interacting with the language like that that's fun yeah uh, and i, I want to get back to that so so and, you are, you are the there. boss
0: man and i think um this is really this is interesting as well because we see um you know from the outside we don't see we don't see any of that which is, you know, which is why my very tongue-in-cheek question, like, where is the money? What did you do with it? But, you know, like, I, yeah. <laughs> but really, it's, it's a it's a, fascinating, it's a fascinating development. And I think there's been a lot of people who purchased your pronunciation trainers, etc. And who have read Fluent Forever. I've got Fluent Forever. I, I have a signed copy from you. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't give it to anybody else now because it says Kirsten <laughs> on it.
6: <laughs> I know. I know. They're un- ungiftable.
0: I know, I would really love to, to gift it. So maybe uh, with, with your permission, one day I'll, I'll gift it to somebody because I do that with all my books. Um, you, you
6: have 100% my permission. You could just cross out your name.
0: I will cross out my name and I will write in it Gabe said that's okay. <laughs>
6: yes, that's fine. Or maybe I'll totally send it fine. back
0: to you and you can right. re sign it.
6: I can cross it, yeah. Yeah,
0: because you've got yeah. nothing else to do. So this, this could work. This no, could work.
6: This is a good idea. Let's do it. Well,
0: either way, I've I've read your book and I very, very much enjoyed it. And it's, you know, like to, to go from that to like now you're in a situation where like your marketing department comes and goes, how do you want people to sign up for the credit card to the app that you made that is based on the book that you wrote so many years ago that, that is all just like this huge story. It's a, it's just amazing.
6: It's yeah, it's been it's been really weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A very, very modest man. Very modest man. Do you being such a modest man? Do you rate yourself much for quizzes and questions and answers and trivia?
6: Um, I perform poorly with certain types of trivia, and I perform decently with other types of trivia. So I go between poor and decent with trivia.
0: Lindsay, do you think we can work with this? Ah,
1: frantically exits chat and hits microphone button. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we can work with this.
6: All right.
1: I'm ready. Right. Hang on a second. Okay. So, you've you've got a tough a tough uh, score to beat so far. Oh, We've got Lord. two from out of three from Richard. Two and a half out of three from Kylie. So it's it's all or nothing. All right. So it's tough. It's tough going last. What can oh, I, I need,
6: say? I need to get all of them right.
1: Pretty much. Or at least two to draw. Okay. That's that's what we're aiming for. I okay. The
6: target will be drawing. All right. What's our do we have on category?
1: <laughs> they are mixed categories. Okay. I did categories. them in categories and then I mixed them all up for everyone. So the first one's music, second one is language trivia, and the last one is Yeah, language trivia again, I guess. All right. Okay.
3: Let's see how we do. number one. Number
1: one. Question one. The chicken dance, as it's known in the US. Mm-hmm. or the Birdie song, as it's known in the UK, originated from Swiss composer Werner Thomas. Kirsten, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. What was the original name of the song? Clue, it was another common bird. Not a chicken and not just a Birdie.
0: <laughs> I love Lord. the way you always put in the clue. <laughs> uh,
6: the original name of the chicken. Tent, and I'm, I assume I'm not allowed to just Google things. Oh, of cheating.
1: course not. That right. would definitely be cheating. That
6: would be cheating. Okay, uh, we w- and does, okay, and the clue was it's it's named after another bird.
1: Yeah, another common bird that likes water.
0: Yeah, well, it helps that that Gabriel speaks German.
1: Yeah. Okay.
6: Uh, wait. So I'm. It says now. I need the title, or I need to name the bird.
1: <laughs> you can name you can name the bird and/or the title. I'll accept either or
6: then you've given me this clue with the German thing, and for some reason I'm thinking into, but um okay,
0: well, Stephen has put the Italian name or what he reckons is the Italian name into the chat, which is el ba- il ballo del dei quaqua, so maybe that helps
1: ah <laughs> um
6: I mean I'm gonna assume this is the 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 the, the, the like the the dance of the duck okay. Is that, so, is that where we're at? I don't so, I know.
1: So what would the original name of the song be?
6: Uh, I mean, is, I, I will go for, should I be just stealing Stevens? I, I will go for the Dance of the Duck as the original song name for sure. Definitely. sure. in it.
0: German. In German.
6: Oh, uh, der Tanz der, der Ente?
0: I'm, I'm gonna
1: give you that. I'm gonna give you that. It's der Ententanz.
6: Der Ententanz. Wow. I, don't deserve that point, but I'll take it. I'm, I'm going
1: to it here. We've been very generous <laughs> just, so far
0: with our points. I, so far. I appreciate it.
6: Great. All right. I <laughs>
0: yeah, well, had okay. no idea, but much much someone
6: gave me the sentence. answer, then we translated it poorly. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this okay. is how you learn a foreign language.
1: All Yay. right. Question okay. two. Mm-hmm. How many tones does Thai have?
6: Oh, um, I believe that's seven, but I might be wrong. It's either six Ooh. or seven. I'm going to go for seven final answer.
1: You're going to go for seven final answer? It's five. Five? Uh, really? Apparently. All right. That you were now. so confident with seven, so I'm, I'm going to double-check that live as we go. Tie tones.
6: Yeah, let's double-check that. Let's i double i, check I, this. I I'm, I'm just curious. That's, yeah. Learn the like
1: five more than tones. Five tones in
6: tie. Yeah. All right. Five it is. That's a zero. All right. My, this okay. is my chance to tie.
1: This is, this is the Thai, Thai question. In which year was English made the official language of the United States of America?
0: Chat room.
6: Um, I would not have any idea. Um, so I'm going to randomly guess a number. God, the official language. That must have been like a thing that people decided upon, not mm-hmm. just de facto. I will randomly choose eighteen eleven for no reason.
3: <laughs> oh I
1: have to be the bearer of bad news and say that there is no official language in the USA.
6: Oh nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. This was a trick question. All right, fair. I can all but apologize. So you you get one one point i bet you're glad we gave you the duck question i duck really point appreciated now. the
6: duck point yeah <laughs> zero out of three would have been pretty pitiful
1: yeah
0: it's really funny yep. that um gabriel has his video on because we can actually see his face and how disappointed he is that he didn't know, know yes. the answer to that one
1: intense disappointment
0: oh
1: <laughs> i can only apologize for the intensity of my questions it's okay i appreciate it <laughs> thank you thank you
0: all right. So, what's our what's our tally on the on the guest on the guest scores? Do we have a winner?
1: We do have a winner. Woo! So,
0: in third, in place. third place,
1: Gabriel. I'm sorry, it's you. That's
0: okay. One out of three. Well done. Hey, that's, that's
6: bronze. I get a bronze medal.
1: You get a bronze. This is good.
0: Bronze. I like medal.
6: bronze medals.
1: Second is Richard with two out of three.
0: Nice, nice. Good effort. Good effort.
1: Quantic. All right. And first place is Kylie, with two and a half out of three.
0: Wow. We had guests across three continents, I've just realized.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So Australia takes the crown, takes the virtual Fluent Show episode 100 trophy that we don't actually have in actual existence. And the, well, third place goes to you, Gabriel. Thank you so much for playing. Thanks for joining us and being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
6: (laughs) my pleasure
0: what's next for you is there any is there anything that you want people to be looking out for or are you just kind of hamstering away on the old on the old where do people put their credit card details and all
3: that
6: um I'm hamstering away I mean we are our beta came out yesterday uh so that's that's been exciting people are actually using the real like uh I guess I could call it the real app like it's it's you can learn things with it and you can make flashcards and they exist somewhere and then you can review them um but I guess in a few weeks, uh, people will be able to save their own flashcards, and then you can actually really start learning with the thing. Um, so Yeah. Come, come early September, people will have something that I think is pretty well resembling what this will look like. Wow. And like, it is usable.
0: Excellent. So do let us know. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, since the Fluent Show is such a uh, well-respected and long-running now medium in the world of languages, you, Clearly, I'm just yes. going to assume we're going to know first. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm happy to let you know once it comes out.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Gabriel. And Thank I'm going to let me. you go back to, well, back to the wheel of hamstering.
6: Sounds excellent. I yeah,
0: we'll pass those questions on to your team. See what they reckon.
6: Sure, I shall. <laughs> Have a good rest of your episode. Bye.
0: Thank you. Bye. 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 Are you ready Bye. for guest number what is it? Five. Are you ready for guest number
1: five? I what? have another quiz question if, <gasps> if they were too easy. Okay. While we're, while we're getting ready for guest number five, yeah. how many languages can we say five in? Wow. Can I start? Yeah. Five. You can say Cinco. five in five languages? Oh, no, that was me starting with English. Oh, sorry. you are going to include English. Come on. It's a freebie. Okay. 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 Five. Fünf, cinco. Oh, okay. Let's do it that way. That's that's much better. Okay. Start again. Five.
0: Well, we you can you and I can do it until we run out, and we'll see who runs out. And first. then
1: we'll then we'll okay yeah. Let's do it. Okay, you start. Five. Fünf. Cinco. Sank. Uh. poll
0: Pimp. Uh, yeah. Go. Mm, piat, I think that's Russian. Woo. Oh my god! Hang on, I speak more languages than this. This
3: is
1: hard. <laughs> it's hard, right? And you got to divide. It's really hard. <laughs> okay, we Stephen has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think eight, it's easier when you're typing. Look at you, people. Nine
0: ah oh, i'm impressed oh i i, I mean and he's got, got tell you, uno, due, tre, cinque and, and then cinque. Oh, cinque oh i didn't we, count only, four. we only want cinque cinque there to. we go cinque i can't do it without counting up to it yeah interesting that's interesting ah see this is how mem this is how our memory works Okay, we've got a... Um, I cannot read that in Chinese. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm just... I think it's... I think it's w- w- Okay. it's. E, er, w- san, qi, wu. patch. Well, pat. Pelt. Sink, sank, sinko, piach. Oh, o, go. Oh, lots and lots and lots. Good. And this is all leading up to guest number five. So before you... Oh, yeah, we've got Wu. Well done, Lindsay. BSL counts. yeah we can do we can do in bsl i guess hold up a full hand i assume wow okay well we could ask we can ask our next guest what it is in irish i suppose because he's irish pretty irish Mm. yeah i'm gonna okay i'm gonna call out to benny lewis and see if i can add him to the chat this has been going so well so far Calling out, calling out. Okay. This is, well, chat room, you are very, very impressive. Thank you so much. And then, hey, Benny Lewis. Hello,
4: hello. Ooh! Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes, we can hear Excellent. you. <laughs> We've got to hit you with a question straight away.
4: Okay. let
7: yeah? yes,
0: What's five in Irish? Cooig. Oh, oh, it's what Stephen put, cooig quick we've we yeah, cuz we've tried to think of the number 5 in all of our languages and it's actually harder than you think
7: mm-hmm. yeah and actually uh Irish has multiple ways of um saying the number 5 like a lot of celtic languages depending on how how or what you're counting
0: oh gosh yes oh my god yeah that's true so we yeah we had Brandon asking what is it in in Welsh it's, it's pimp but uh depending on where you are it's like bim or bimp or whatever mutations you put on it. So, you, yeah, you're right. Nightmare.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you're alert.
0: So how are you guys
7: doing? How's it going so far?
0: I'm
1: doing well. How's Lindsay? I'm good. I'm in the chat. Hello, Benny.
7: Uh, hey. Great to hear from the two of you.
1: Uh, will yeah, see either,
7: either of you next week? Next week? In Montreal?
1: Oh, no. I won't be in
0: Montreal. Shannon oh. will be. Shannon will yeah. be. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Shannon's giving a talk about Croatian on Sunday are you giving a talk in Montreal
7: yes I'm giving a talk on the classroom of the future
0: Ooh, that's that's <laughs> such a Benny Lewis topic as well
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: fantastic yeah. and when is your talk on just in case anyone in the chat room or who's listening to this is coming to Montreal when should people be looking out for you
4: Oh, I
7: think I'm on the Saturday. I'm not actually 100% sure. But it's on the, uh, if they go to the um, Langfest website, they'll see they'll see where I am.
0: Fabulous. So chat room, tell us if you are coming to Montreal or if you're coming indeed to Ljubljana, where, well, Lindsay and I are going to be. And Benny, are you coming to Ljubljana?
7: Um, I still have to figure that out. So I should know soon enough.
0: Brilliant. Way. Brilliant. So we're going to see you there, Hopefully. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for now, this is this is really really lovely to have you on the show. So, like we said before, it's episode one hundred, and you're one of my, I think, most frequent guests. Especially if we can yeah. sort of random interviews at live events. And mm-hmm. we had you, I had you ages ago before the show was even really going or hosted by itself. And then we did a recent one on who's your hero. Do you remember that?
7: Yes, that's right. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago.
0: That's right, And then Lindsay was there as well. So for today, we're just going to chill out. We're going to party. I think we have no more quiz questions. Lindsay, do you have any more quiz questions? Are we, Are we closing the chapter?: Zero quiz,
1: quiz questions left.
0: <laughs> All right. So let me, let me play another little bit of music to see if I can just I don't know, I'm going to try and not hurt everybody's ears. We're moving on from the quiz segment, so here's a little bit of music.. I'm not sure if anyone can actually hear this who is in the call with me. Mm, no, I
7: can't hear
0: <laughs> Okay, we have come on to the last segment and this is something I love, 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 love doing. And I just last, no, last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was in Germany leading the fluent German retreat. So like a little you know, a few people getting together and I was kind of showing them around Munich and discovering Munich with them, teaching them some German, very intense. Uh, Everybody's head was hurting. Everybody's German was getting better. It was really good. And I purchased a box of conversation starters. Have you ever seen those little boxes? In Deutsch, we call them Gesprächsstoff. Like the things you put on a wedding table? I don't know. If you're having a particularly fancy wedding... (laughs) (laughs) At, at my wedding we did a bingo like we did at women in language
3: wow
0: ah. yeah we did like um, find somebody who find somebody like get get a signature from someone who's been married for over 50 years get a signature from somebody under the age of 4 get somebody a <laughs> signature from somebody over the age of 90 years <laughs> so, you know we sort of had people because we wanted our guests to talk to each other so I'm I'm a big fan of the old bingo and um, no, yeah these, these are similar but they're sort of um. Big questions or small questions that are designed to get a little bit of a conversation going, and okay. I absolutely love these. Yeah, I think it's a really cool party thing to be doing because parties live with good conversation. So, Benny, before we kick that off, how are you? How's it going? How is New York? And um, yeah, what's what's new in what's new in Lewis' world?
7: I'm actually just back from a very intensive. Um, holiday in Europe we were in Barcelona, Nice, uh, Cinque Terre in Italy and Rome and Crete and Santorini and then Ireland so very very intensive not my usual cultural immersion but actually the first proper holiday I think I've taken in years because every time I travel I tend to be doing some work specific thing and I'm not actually relaxing and this time I actually did relax
0: I love the way you described it as a very intense holiday <laughs>
7: yeah <laughs> uh, i wouldn't have it any other way i i would I would actually find it stressful to just lie on a beach and do nothing all day because i i can't do nothing i'm I'm not capable of that. I need to be busy, but I can be busy in a relaxing way
0: mhm mhm yeah that's true that's true well i'm I'm glad you had a little bit of a Glad you had a little bit of a relaxation, and we're not even hitting you with a quiz. So really, you're still on holiday.
7: <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
0: And what's new awesome. at what's new at Fluent in three months?
7: Uh, Fluent in three months, we've been uh, having lots of fun managing uh, the Ad One challenge um, since Brian handed it over to us uh, last year, oh, yes. and it's um, as you know. Uh, Shannon is, is effectively running it on on our side. Um, and just seeing the progress people make and I jump in with live calls um, every once in a while with uh, people in the challenge. And it's kind of it's inspirational just seeing what they do. and I'm so glad that Brian uh, trusted Fluent in three months to to kind of um, hold the torch of such an amazing thing. So' that's mean that's one of the bigger things that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I'm going to um, be moving in the New York area in September. And I'm going to have a a new kind of office slash recording studio. And I'm looking forward to properly getting back into making YouTube videos because I haven't been doing nearly enough videos for a while.
0: Oh, great. Great. I'm sure a lot of people are extremely excited to hear that. You've got a lot of love for language hacking textbooks in the chat and I must say I also I, I very much I think you sent me a, a what's it called review copy that's what they call yeah. right of mm-hmm. of language hack in German and I, I really enjoyed like looking through it and I think it's it's such a refreshing approach to a, a traditional teach yourself textbook so I love what teach yourself did it did with it I love what yeah, we know no, what the, you brought the, to it's, it it's
7: definitely a group effort because if um, there was a uh, kind of a, a in a good way a battle between me and the mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. aspect of keeping it as a course because I would want to have all of these things saying oh don't worry about it it's okay if you make mistakes and you can't really do that in traditional courses and we somehow found a way to make it work.
3: Yeah so I was well
7: people
0: want to know if they that. got it right don't they? Mm-hmm. That's like human nature and it's it's funny like you remind me of the I just did a German Uncovered like I made a course with Ollie Richards and also just when you're working with somebody else on this kind of thing you're you just become ever more aware of like what you think about everything and you do have those discussions and you kind of bring it out and the end product really benefits from from more people who care about how this is done even if the opinion doesn't necessarily start off in the same place.
7: Yeah, exactly. I was very pleased to see the reception the books have been getting. And um, they were a lot. It's like the hardest job I've ever had in my life was writing those books. It was the most intensive um, period for both Lauren and myself, because I don't have an academic background. But Lauren, when I met her, was halfway through a Ph.D. Mm -hmm. So like the organization of the book is definitely thanks to her. um, And like I would call the logic of the book, whereas I, I put in the personality of the book. I gave it that extra little spin, but I feel like it's it's a good course because of um, Lauren's background. And that's kind of the balance between uh, guiding people and getting people to just take adventures and uh, get out there, speak and make mistakes, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. And uh,
7: I really love the the balance we somehow managed to reach, even if it was a lot of work to get there.
0: Yeah, the magical balance, I think, of... Of self-teaching, of learning a language by yourself, this sort of—I don't know—like this this magical tightrope that you have to walk between putting in some work and making sure you're getting things correct and respecting the fact that there are rules for this language that you're learning, but then at the same time being kind and encouraging and um, sort of willing to, you know, to yourself and willing to take a risk. And I think you—you you are the, one of the people that I find that is probably one of the 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 first people who had a platform that people were able to listen to, of somebody saying, "Yeah, no, take a risk, come on," mm. because without that, we can't do it. Without that, we get seven hundred million people who are stuck in evening classes, uh, never like never ordering a coffee in France. Look at me, I'm getting ranty. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know. So thank you so much, and you've got we've got people in the chat room saying like, you know, Benny is the reason I'm a successful language learner, and I do believe that. Benny, you know, you as a messenger for that, for that message of the the different approach of coming to language learning, the not, there will be an exam and you will fail approach. It, you know, the, I can't even, I can't even say like how influential that, that has been and how it's opened the door for, for everybody else.
7: Well, one thing I, I always like to remind people and I, like with the way my videos, my platform got kicked off was me exposing my own mistakes. And I've got plenty of videos of me as an absolute beginner and me genuinely speaking from day one. And I, to this day, one of my favorite videos is my first ever upload in Mandarin, not because it's impressive, but because, because I'm hesitating so much mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm struggling. You can see the sweat on my face and it mm-hmm. takes me 10 minutes to give people a tour of a very, very small little studio apartment. Because I'm struggling to say basic things and uh, that's kind of what people need to see I, pe- I think there's this idea with language learning that you you know you look up to this amazing intelligent super genius and if anyone ever suggests that to me like oh wow, you're so smart, I will always um, like I almost argue with them I'm like no 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 no, no. I barely passed languages in school and I kind of really want this to be understood. And I've seen more and more people now emerging and sharing their own struggles, which inspires people a lot more than just saying, Oh wow, I could be maybe like that genius guy someday. It's like, Oh, he makes mistakes. So that means I'm allowed to make mistakes. That's that's always been what my goal has has been.
0: Definitely. I think Lindsay and I are are just going to subscribe to that one, or I will anyway, signed and delivered. Okay. Lindsay, are you still there? Are you, like, busy in the chat room? Um, Do you want to participate? I did did notice in
7: the chat room um, that you've got Stephen, the Irish speaker, and he uh, shared a a a lovely... um, uh, Because in Irish, we don't really use curse words. Mm
3: -hmm, We actually
7: mm -hmm. curse people. So he, he shared one. So essentially... May the cat eat you and may the devil eat the cat. <gasps> <And> that's, <laughs> that's like literally cursing you how um, rude. way more than like an, an F word would. You know, I, I really like that aspect of Irish. So oh, thanks for sharing that one, Stephen.
0: I, I played around mm. with Irish a little bit last year and I love how they say their hello. It's like, dear dude, God be with you. And then you reply <laughs> to that by saying, God and Mary be with you. How good is that?
4: Yeah, oh yeah,
7: and you can actually keep it going. You can be like God and Mary and Joseph be with you and you can add more and more and more people. <laughs> and I'm not even religious and I would kind of have uh essentially a peeing competition with somebody and, and see how many religious figures can I add until the I beat the other person, you know? <laughs> wow.
3: Wow.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Irish, just this oh, what a what a language. Don't don't even get me, don't even get me interested. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Okay, I have a few sort of philosophical questions for you. I don't know what one of them I wrote down and... Oh, yeah, hang on. Sorry, one of them I wrote down and then I couldn't read my own handwriting. So this is going well. Um, Lindsay. And hello. And hello. (laughs) And Benny. Okay, I'm going to ask you these questions. You can treat them as quickfire or you can sort of have a bit of a debate. Number one. And this is from uh, this is from I think Evan was came up with this idea for our Facebook group Fluent Language Learners, and I'm just kind of literally nicking his idea because I think it's an interesting question, especially for people you know, like people like us who speak a lot of English. If you, oh, I, my native language obviously is not English, but if you guys, both native English speakers, I'm going to you your native English, not native Irish, right? Mm -hmm, Okay, native English speakers. If you could choose a different or a second, basically native language, if you could look back and say, oh, I wish I was bilingual in English and blank, what would it be?
3: Mm. You want
7: to go ahead, Lindsay, before I give my...
1: Yeah, I'm thinking Korean because it's the hardest language that I've ever learned and I'm not really enjoying it. So if I could just speak that, that would be great. And then I could focus all my time and attention on enjoying Guarani.
0: Good answer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: My answer
0: is uh,
7: definitely touching more on the philosophy side of things, because I'm not a big fan of if questions and what would I have done and if I was born speaking another language like, I, I'm i much more thinking about pr- very pragmatic in the now. What can I do? What can I solve? So I I wouldn't even give an answer to that kind of question. There are different languages I'm passionate about. I'm sure they would have influenced my life in many different ways. But uh, t- to be purely pragmatic, pragmatic, I think right now, what can I do to improve my life, to improve my ability to talk to people? And it's like, it's a non-issue for me thinking, what would I have liked to grown up speaking, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Would you choose, would you choose, I don't know, do you feel like you have, like for me, I feel like I have sort of grown into bilingualism and now I just, because I speak more English than I speak German, but obviously I can speak German, right? So mm. would you choose, is there a language, I mean, both of you, that you feel like, how I feel with English, where it's sort of like, this comes naturally, this is actually the second language in my head all the time. Or in fact, it's the Mm. first most of the time.
1: Not all the time, but Spanish is probably the closest for me, but it's nothing like the way you speak English. Mm. Because I've just not learned it in the same way. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it would be the same for me, because Spanish was the first foreign language
7: I took. It's the one I've spent the most time in the most different countries between Spain and quite a lot of Latin America. Um, But I wouldn't have changed my situation growing up because um, like one aspect of my story is that I was monolingual in my 20s and I got into language learning late. And I feel like if I grew up bilingual, then everything about what I've done with my blog and with my YouTube channel, it would not have existed. Like, I'm sure maybe I could have inspired language learning in another way. But the way that I like to inspire people is kind of uh, dependent on me having grown up as a monolingual.
0: I love it. I love how we have such different, you know, like we have different language stories as well. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I often think about, like now, about the fact that I grew up speaking German and a different dialect of German that I never thought You know, like never, you never pay half a second of attention to it. But people say now, if you grow up with two dialects, even uh, you, your brain already builds a lot of the connections that will serve you in language learning later. So this is, you know, like this. I don't know. It's a fascinating question from so many angles. I'll ask you another, shall I? Mm -hmm. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Would Lindsay and Benny? And chat room. Whoop, whoop. I can see you. I can't follow. I can't keep up with you. Would the world be a better place if there were no foreign languages and we all just communicated in the same way? A better place.
1: Come on. You know what our answer is going to be to that.
0: <laughs> but, okay. Would the world be a better place if we all spoke? If we all spoke what? If we all had learned, had to learn two of each other's languages. No questions, no exceptions. No matter if you're an English speaker,
1: I'm going to say no to that as well. Aha, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I think that part of the like the kind of beauty of learn another language is then meeting people that don't speak your language. Like I'm assuming that you know, if this was if this was the scenario, one of those other languages that people would have to learn would be English, right? Let's just put that down and imagine that that's the case. Then, I I quite like it. Like when you can you can go to someone and they can't speak English, and you can like say bits, and you know you're kind of like muddling through. I feel like that's when, like it's it's just it's it's enjoyable. It's it's you can create connection without words a lot of the time.
7: Yeah, I I, I would agree absolutely with Lindsay that um, both the world. Uh, wouldn't be better if we were just homogenously speaking one language. And also, it wouldn't be better if everyone had to learn two languages, because one thing about, I can speak from personal experience, in Ireland, we have to learn Irish, and it's kind of forced upon us. And this has a negative effect, because I grew up uh, kind of disliking the Irish language. Very fortunately, that changed for me as an adult. But this idea that people would have to do something... That loses the aspect of passion and interest and uh people who would get into languages because they are genuinely curious about the language and I think if we um if everyone had to do something, this will create a kind of a negative uh even if they had the ability to speak the language
0: yeah a negative yeah.
7: association you know
0: this yeah you it's good point well made what 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 can I say good point well made i yes. Well, I'm just going to leave it at that because this is a this is its own podcast. This is its own podcast, but it's a, it's a very interesting debate to be having, a very interesting conversation. I believe, on the other hand, that every foreign language that you learn, no matter no matter which, gives you this sort of it forces you, you force you know as part of the learning. Not you're forced to learn it, but there's a part of learning a language that helps you completely angle your worldview differently you have to right you have to if you're going to communicate with people who speak a different language you kind of have to think differently and understand that it's a different way of doing everything and what that does for human tolerance in my opinion is is invaluable and i i wish we had more of it maybe that's just a bit blue-eyed and naive though i don't know Blue-eyed is that's a German thing, right? That's that's a thing, Germans say, (laughs) which proves my point.
7: (laughs) Maybe bright-eyed,
0: yeah. It's just like a little bit, maybe it's Pollyanna-ish, as they say in in English. Okay, I've got an easier question, one that's actually coming from the the deck of question starters. And this is my my final question to you, and a question that's going to start closing off our live show party. And that is, I gotta love these, Lindsay, Benny. Who, oh, well, Lindsay, <laughs> I asked this to Lindsay yesterday, so Lindsay, now you have to, you have to go public with your answer. In your okay. opinion, who, <laughs> who is the most famous person in the world? Chat room, you, you guys, participate, you know, come on and give us the final answers. Okay. Who's the most you, famous person, person in person the in world?
7: The or any context.
0: Living or non-living, I think that's what we, right, Lindsay? Yeah, see I I yeah living or non-living
1: but oh, I just think living? real is what we decided. Not yes, fictional. Not
0: fictional. And arguably we, we we we're not quite sure if Jesus counts as fictional or not.
7: Mm. Yeah. Uh, most famous person. I mean are you are you saying famous throughout all of human history or just famous for everyone who's living right now?
0: Well, this is an interesting question because when I think about it, if we're saying famous for all of human history, then we're almost guaranteed to pretty much end up talking about a white guy, right? So maybe we should talk about now.
7: I, I would say the opposite. I would uh-huh. say if it's throughout human history, you've got so many different cultures who are isolated. So yeah, they're more likely a- to um, have non-white people come up and 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 right now, I would say, without a doubt, Trump's the most, most famous person that everyone in the world probably knows the name of it for is. bad reasons, but, mm. like, there's a white guy and it's, like, the kind of thing that you would see in the news most of the time.
3: Mm.
0: This, this echoes um, what Andy was saying in the chat, which is mm-hmm. Hitler, unfortunately. So. Stephen, well, St- Stephen proves, sorry, well, unproves himself sure. by naming someone I've never heard of. <laughs>
1: Shakespeare oh. see see, my answer is completely like I, I said this to you yesterday Kirsten yeah. when I play that game of like sticking a thing on someone's head like, yeah. it's always David Beckham is just my <laughs> go to famous person I have no idea why I don't like football very much unless it's the World Cup but, yeah, I, I don't know. I know it's not. He's not the most famous person in the world. But... Yeah,
7: because I, I would imagine, like, if I'm thinking most famous person in the world, I'm imagining if I'm in a village in China.
3: Yeah. If I'm, mm. in,
7: like, talking to rich people in Brazil, you know, if I'm talking to these kinds of people, do are they more likely to know the name even, um, you know, and is, does the name even have a local translation? Because sometimes you have to have... Some version of names converted to uh, the local language, and that's why something like David Beckham—it's—it's it's so enclosed to both uh, football and to UK and that whole area that it's—I just can't imagine that particular right. example, you know. And that's why I would say something that's in the news internationally, like there's just no way you would be able to escape um, like negative and. Uh, ridiculous news and that's kind of what would uh, permeate every culture in the world that has access to international information.
0: I think we have a really good woman vote in in the chat room Um, because I I think I think Benny you're you're right if we're really talking like if we're taking this seriously I mean it's a party question but let's take it seriously (laughs) If, if if we are then yeah no we need to think about we need to think about cultural cultural permeation and stuff and I think Jan has a really interesting one because in terms of longevity as well she says the Queen you know the Queen more people Super ask famous. me about the Queen than David Beckham when yeah, you'd
1: people, go around travelling and you'd say oh I'm from England oh the Queen
0: Uh huh. so I'm, again I'm, I'm going to give it up for the Queen I think this is good mm-hmm. mm. yeah
7: definitely I'm. I'm. I'm definitely going to happily say let's let's go with the queen.
0: Let's go with the queen. I mean, yeah. this isn't really one where we had to really find a uh, find an answer. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole point of these questions is that there aren't really any answers. Kind of that
7: I think my answer. I really prefer for it to be wrong. So let's <laughs> let's definitely go with your answer.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather the queen than Trump. I must say. Well, Benny Lewis, you've you've won the secret quiz. That- <laughs> <laughs> the alternative quiz—you've <laughs> won the conversation starter quiz. Although Lindsay, Lindsay also did a good job. Uh not that there are any right answers. You've done the giving answers to no right answer questions quiz. Excellent. Yes, and with that, as as always, a wonderful debate was had, a wonderful time was had, and I am gonna start saying goodbye. I guess to to the chat room. We have got people. This has been. This I have. I've never. I've never seen. I've, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when you, when and where you people normally listen to this podcast. I know Elizabeth. When she first emailed me, she emailed me and said, "I like. I like to listen to your podcast while chopping veggies." So if you have got a specific place where you listen to the podcast, do share in the chat room because I don't know how different this is normally from your life, or what do you normally do when you're listening to the Fluent Show? It'd be really interesting to know. And I can't believe that there are. You know there are. Um, I think thousands of people who listen every single week. If if computer statistics are to be believed, there have been over fifty people listening live, which is which has just been incredible. And live listening to our wonderful guests. So first of all, let's thank our our very very special guest, Benny Lewis. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for giving up your time.
7: Thank you very much. And on behalf of everybody listening, I would love to congratulate you on. Your 100 episodes. Great job for doing that. It's uh, no small feat to be keeping something up so consistently and uh, maintaining good passion and good quality for it. So, congrats.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, I don't think, well, Thank you. between Lindsay and me, we, we haven't run out of passion for the topic yet, have we?
1: Nah. We
0: <laughs> can keep going. Thank you so much. And we've got people saying they listen on their bed. Woo <laughs> that's that's the way to live. Um on transport while knitting while crochet cro- how do you say that? Crocheting? Crocheting? Crochet, I think? While doing crochet, that's a good way around it. While running. Um Listen in Saints Brice. <laughs> I love it. Listen in Saints Brice. Uh so we I'm so im oh im labor beim arbeiten. I, you know, like I'm so pleased to be with you guys and I'm going to let you guys, I guess, get on to, to Saint's Bugs, to work, to your transport and then say goodbye. So the way we say goodbye on this show is I say goodbye from me. It's basically we do university challenge because I'm a big fan of university challenge. So I'm going to say it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Lindsay and goodbye from Benny. Before I do that, Lindsay, do you have any final words? Would you like the, the stage, the mic?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, Stephen asked me to say something in Guarani.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Can I say something in Guarani? Do it. I'll, okay. say, I'll say thank you and goodbye. There we go. I'll say aguije, jajutopata.
0: Wow. Cool. That's it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Benny Lewis.
1: Ciao.
3: And goodbye from Lindsay.
1: Giaggio topata. <laughs>